0: Dude, I feel like I got the fucking DTs, man. The the what? The fuck I'm fucking shaking and shit, dude, cuz there's I can't get a fucking beer. Go, there's bathroom beers, I thought. I just put some in there. There are no bathroom, dude you f- you fucked up so bad, you let that homeless guy in. I don't know where he is. he's getting into the whoa fence. dude he's- uh, unhomed, okay? I don't care what you call him. he's drank all the beer all of the beer.
1: no, he was supposed to be dusting the shelves and shit. he's not he's not hes does he said he didn't even use alcohol oh. <laughs> he he pulled one over on you, dude cause he drank all the beer, dude Dylan the vagrant. It- He's not like that, dude. He's a man of God. I'm gonna
0: tell you right now, I'm I'm a nine out of ten on desperation right now, and I just want you to know you were very lucky lucky that I had a couple truck beers that you know I, I didn't need last night, so I could at least take the edge off this morning. But dude, I'm pulling my hair out, my eyes are bloodshot. Kron, you gotta calm down, dude.
2: It's gonna be fine. Do you ha- just be cool?
1: Just, just.
2: I, I see cool now.
1: He used the hand sanitizer and he was licking his fingers. You've been drinking hand sanitizer, bones? <laughs> no, you.
0: What? <laughs> yeah, I had a little hand sanitizer. And I could,
2: I could see where you got confused. He said he just, he just used a pronoun.
1: That's. And fine. why are you so not upset about this? I'm cool now. But when did that happen?
2: I I decided. <laughs>
1: that's, that's not how that works. That's all you got to do now. No.
2: It's all in your head. You guys are letting this guy just ruin your life.
0: Hey, deep. is there any more of that hand sanitizer in the back room?
1: Yeah, we got a ton of bottles. They sent it during COVID. We never used it. I'm going to go grab a couple. <laughs> so you just, all of a sudden, cool.
2: Yep. I throw my shades on. I don't give a shit.
1: Where is the vagrant at? Have you?
2: I sent him to the store.
1: He's a—he doesn't have any money. I gave him some money, man.
2: I said, "Listen, dude, you're causing a little bit of ruckus here," and I'm looking out for my boy Kron. So I pulled a five out of the till. I said, "Go get some steel reserve. Let's help." Get the edge off Kron here so he's not drinking more hand sanitizer.
0: Hey, hey no. dude. Stop, uh, it's that easy. I, you just got to talk to people. Just I treat them with
2: respect. Be cool, man.
0: I couldn't find any more hand sanitizer, but I did find some of that Warriors paint in the back. So I'm going to spray it into this bag right now and, <laughs> and blast off a little bit. Hey, quick recommendation. Throw some scotch tape over your mustache. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I've tape, had trouble with this before. Tape, so. Yeah, tape that thing off, baby. Hey, I'm desperate. I'll just give me that bowie knife. I'm gonna gonna take the mustache down. You you gotta chill, dude. Why are you?
1: You you got a 15 minute break. Go get a beer. I I have no money. Just hold on, dude. Vagrant's coming back with some steel reserve. Vigret is coming back with no still reserve. You gave
0: that guy a, f- a fiver, dude. You're never going to see him again. Okay, and if he doesn't come back, that solves your problem, right? It's no, I don't seven, have any booze, dude. You
2: guys always see the negative. what should try what to are cool
1: you?
0: like me. What are you on right now that's keeping you?
1: <laughs> yeah, did you do some mushrooms? Did you me- lick some of that mold in the back or something? No. I do heroin now. Oh no. Not this again.
0: Ooh, I'm feeling a little better, dudes. <laughs> See?
1: I do heroin, Kron's huff and Paint. What are you doing, mm-hmm. Dan? What are you doing to relax? I mean, obviously I'm gonna have to drive both of you to fucking rehab and I'm gonna have to fucking be at the store by myself for two.
2: Oh darn, weeks. twenty-eight days of talking of myself and sleeping in. It's cool. <laughs> Oh Bummer. now
1: it it's a whole month now? It's a whole February? Twenty eight days. You can man. get the fuck away from me. <laughs> God damn it. Go in the back. You're too rambunctious now.
0: Hey I uh hey Bones, I fake that line. I <laughs> knew I'm gonna go kick my feet up in the back and have a little more paint. See what I mean, man? Just chill. I can't.
1: How am I the responsible one? Today. Anyway, you got any more heroin? Fuck yeah, dude.
2: Throw in a All movie. Right. Let's get high.
1: All right. This week on Five Day Rentals, it's The Vagrant from 1992. <laughs> everybody to five Dave Reynolds. we're so glad you're here we are the video store podcast for each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category this round's category is the paxton pullman paradox and this week's pick is the vagrant from 1992 um what a film i'm your host dan laundry dan I'm going to take you through this um, nice piece of real estate, and as always, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the two funniest guys I know, uh, Bones and Kron. How you guys doing tonight?
0: Cool, dude. <laughs> Bones is locked in. Uh, I'm good. Dan, do, do you still read the intro? I feel like I have had it memorized for months now.
2: Whatever you're comfortable with, yes, dude.
1: Yes, I still read it. Um uh, I I, can, I got the the first part gets down. You through the day, welcome brother. to 5-day rentals. And my wife just... My wife often says that I wake up screaming it in the middle of the night. <laughs> I mean, mine said the other night I woke up saying "Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie." So mm.
2: That might be a good burglar deterrent. I am. Naked you know, you, too. you hear somebody trying to break into your house, and you just yell, "Welcome, to Five Day Reynolds!" Confuse the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I'm on that stupid podcast. What the fuck? Damn it! But yeah, guys, um, everybody you know, doing all right?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of fitting that we're we're uh, dealing with a movie that deals with real estate, considering that if you try to Google our podcast, you often get, uh. Vacation rental podcasts. We did not really think that through when picking the name, but uh, yep.
1: there's a very successful guy on there. I don't know how that podcast works, but I've yet to listen to it. But there's he's a, always he's always up there. There's a real estate podcast
0: guy.
2: There's several real oh, estate shit. podcasts.
1: What are they talking about? Well yeah. I never listen. I'm not giving them. We're the five, so I, we need.
2: Want to I be, be shitty and say real estate so bad, but
0: <laughs> what do you cover? Though, I'm sure you, cover, I'm how sure do you cover national real estate tips of you... the
2: trade and inflation? You know, how do you
1: R- renter tips, stuff yeah. like that?
2: You know, right now they're probably dealing with this influx of people that are boycotting Airbnb because these dumbass cleaning fees and service fees, which we've been talking about for the the time of this show. We've been screaming about the bullshit chores and stuff that Airbnb places make you do.
0: Mm -hmm. Hotels are back, baby. Hotels are cool as shit. You feel like a big shot walking through that lobby, you know? Oh, fuck, yeah.
1: (laughs) You can ask for extra towels anytime you want.
0: Yeah, excuse me, garçon. Uh, I'm going to need some more toilet paper because I've used all the allotted amount you've given me. (laughs)
1: Hey, Garcon, and while you're at it, I need a coat because I got this air on motherfucking 52 in this room. Mm -hmm. I guess you could do that at an Airbnb too, though. Maybe that's how you get back at them, run their fucking electric up. Yeah, bring
2: me some K-pods because I've been running this Keurig. I haven't even been drinking the coffee. I'm just running it and then pouring it down the toilet. Mm -hmm.
1: I like
0: this. Yeah. Hotels don't care, though. I love I f-
2: like... feeling filling up my little uh, room with the smell of a breakfast blend at mm-hmm. four in the afternoon. Fucking love it's... hotels.
1: <laughs> cool as shit. Well, this isn't about a hotel. It's about a house, guys. I don't know. We could always rebrand.
2: <laughs> I we think jump- you mean the movie, right?
0: Yeah, I'm talking about the movie. We already got the name. Let's just jump over to... We'll do real estate now.
2: <laughs> Remember that for the next cold open that we don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> We're jumping over to real estate now? hmm
2: Yeah. Uh, that'd be easier than changing the name. You'd have to change the feed and shit. That'd be a pain mm-hmm. in the ass. We'd probably get more
1: followers. Enough about a movie you've never seen. <laughs> Let's teach you how to do rounded arches on your doorways. Ever heard the term escrow and wondered what that's all about? Yeah. Me too.
2: (laughs) What's the most trustworthy keyless entry on the market?
1: Oh, I like that. That's a good topic. We we always talk about punching through walls and shit, so. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: If any listener out there can, it just has a, a house that we can shoot that instructional video in.
1: Oh, I'm sure we can
2: The find Warriors that. just re-inspired my, my desire to bust through a wall.
0: You're going to punch a fucking stud first thing, dude. You're going to regret it. <laughs> I'm going to punch myself. <laughs>
1: uh, good night, everybody. Yeah,
0: that's right. Cool as hell. You're going to break your fucking hand, dude.
1: Can you see anything right now?
2: I turned the brightness way up on this screen in anticipation of this bit. <laughs> I'm locked uh, in, baby. Let's see how long uh, I can hold it.
1: Our co-host is currently wearing sunglasses. Mm-hmm.
2: So what cool heroin dudes do.
1: You you look too clean to be on heroin.
2: I mean, I, or, I feel like that's uh, pretty insulting. Why? I mean, we...
0: We can address it, but you're 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 well above the heroin weight limit. I mean, ouch! I just mean – <laughs> heroin guys don't have muscle mass, dude. I still eat. I'm still thought, training. I'm telling you, most people on heroin do not train, and, and they're
2: doing either. it wrong.
0: I I don't know what to
2: tell you. I figured it out.
1: I'm fucking successful it. at heroin.
2: I unlocked it. <laughs> Everyone's back in a big way, and I'm that big way. You understand? Sure. The Vagrant.
1: The Vagrant from 1992, directed by Chris Wallace. Um,
2: Not much sir, else from him.
1: Uh, the Fly, fly 2.
2: They do some uh, special effects stuff also.
1: Yes, he um, definitely knows our mad god Phil Tippett there. Worked with him a lot, gremlins and whatnot. He also apparently knows Mel Brooks.
2: Yeah, that was was... interesting when that name popped up.
1: We got uh, first thoughts on uh, the vagrant here, guys?
0: (laughs) Thanks for pointing
1: at me, Bones.
0: (laughs) Uh, Appreciate your deferral. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, I'm sorry I was being nice, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, this is cool. Bring <laughs> um, <you> down. <laughs> it's fine. It's like, I feel like this movie is almost directly a result of, uh, like, hey, this Tim Burton guy's heating up the fucking film charts. Let's throw some money into a project that we can just... It's like they said, make it Burton-y, and they sent somebody off to go do something,
1: you know? Yeah. yeah. You got Tim Burton out of this? I didn't even...
0: You didn't? Oh, dude. Holy all shit. all that kind of like scissor hands, like, you know... Beetlejuice. Fucking, yeah, fucking yuppie America bullshit. Like, yeah,
1: I'll get yuppie nightmare. I'll give it's you that. It's definitely
2: a yuppie
0: nightmare.
1: Yeah, but, but it's all that kind of... Nah, it looks yeah. exactly like the
0: fucking... Scissorhand shit, dude. Where they're out in the suburbs, what? And then some crazy thing comes along and fucks up your whole little. Yeah. Did you the, not? The, the score is
2: definitely Edward Elfman inspired, and yeah, guys. The weird, uh, um, like I wouldn't say necessarily camera angles, although a lot of the shit is tilted in the courtroom. Like the lens usage on his lawyer and. All that shit as it just like cranks up the weirdness, especially when you get to that cave at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's Burton. F- Burton's influences all over this. Yeah, I'm, so- I'm sorry, no. you're right. It is a fun house, um, designed to be an old miner's cave. So let me describe it in its most rudimentary, actual form. It's a fun house. Actually, it's, it's a building. I guess it's made up of atoms. So this it's is, a gr- it's a group of electrons and positively charged
1: A heroin guy would not be having would not be this aggressive.
2: This isn't aggressive.
1: That's aggressive. Yeah, yeah. if anything you'd be laying in
0: the corner with a needle in your arm.
2: <laughs> if I did too much.
0: Yeah.
1: I did not get Burton vibes from this movie at all. I got what? the burbs. Will the burbs please- is in
0: there. Will I got nothing please- but
1: trouble. Yeah, yeah, I got I got that
0: quite a bit too, Dan. <laughs> I you can get multiple
2: things. It. Like a lot of times when I get heroin, sometimes I get fentanyl
1: in there. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to answer a shitload of Twitter questions and Discord questions when this episode comes out. Yeah, like, can I get some heroin? <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, dude, is he okay? Why did he start doing heroin?
2: No, they're going to be like, how do I achieve the enlightened heroin and that's what i'm going to say
1: you it off a <laughs> to the four a
2: other alley. people in our discord
1: there's like 12 people in there
2: uh i think i, I can i guarantee you two of them are uh personal yeah. friends of mine who were polite enough to yeah i'll join and i don't think have ever uh communicated in there or will listen to this um Let's take out four or five because they subscribed politely from other discords. So there's actively eight people in there. (laughs) But hey, and those are the people that uh, we deemed uh, appropriate to come on our crossover event, which we hope everybody enjoyed.
1: I won. Thank you very much.
0: We keep it exclusive. So,
1: yeah, we're not for everybody. Just like heroin, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Well,
2: let's see. Yes, as of this record, or as of this release, voting will be tallied. We shall see who won. I, I have a favorite. You're not voting for yourself. I'm not going to vote. You're not allowed to do that.
1: You're You're the problem, dude. You're the problem. Yeah,
2: dude. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) What does it matter, dude?
1: Maybe get off the needle and get to the pole, bro. Big
2: sodium's behind all that shit, dude. Fuck that.
1: Big sodium is heroin.
2: I'd rather die with a needle in my arm than fucking on my knees. All right. Pulling the lever.
1: All right, Lane Stanley.
2: Sucking the dick of (laughs) Dems. Getting it up the ass by the GOP (laughs) while some Green Party freak in the thing next to me is like wasting fucking air.
1: I take it- Get Indian a job, enjoy dude. this movie very much, Karan. That bones did in it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, he's in good company. I'm just oh playing
0: it
2: close God. to the vest, dude. You don't know anymore.
0: I just, I cannot believe that you didn't get Tim Burton vibes from this movie, dude. No, not at <laughs> all. I'm, I'm, frankly, I'm flattered. There is
1: no color in this movie at
0: all. All right, it's not as bright, but it's like- I don't... The, if it, I wrote Lord of the Rings and changed all the names, I think you'd recognize it.
2: <laughs> I would say they attempt to get the quirk, but they lose the charm
1: mm-hmm. of it. What was Burton directing in 92? hands?
2: Batman Returns.
1: Yeah. Batman, Batman Returns. Returns.
2: That is true.
1: Yeah. This is... What did he do in... Did he do anything in the 80? 89? 88? Batman? I did 89 Batman, yeah. And yeah, this be- is nothing like was
0: It's not like the Batman stuff, but it, I would say it's pretty close <laughs> to Beetlejuice to... Pee-wee. Pee-wee to fucking Scissorhands, which might be later than this, but still, it's like...
1: When is the last time you guys watched some Tim Burton movies? I try to not watch them... <laughs> I don't want to
2: speak for Kron. I I don't think it's I think they are they're trying to tap into what he was kind of help molding in the 80s. I do think you were correct in that there's definitely some burbs in there. Um
1: I got more burbs I, vibes.
2: It'll come to me later. I especially especially as we get to towards the end. But, um, And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned Nothing But Trouble because that was all I was thinking mm-hmm. throughout yeah. the whole fucking thing, especially when we start getting into the, the character
1: discussion here.
0: The Vagrant is basically all the characters from Nothing But Trouble rolled into one guy.
1: Gentlemen, there is another... And I hated it. Movie <laughs> ...that will is so on the right next to nothing but trouble just and it was my first choice and I watched it and I was like, yeah, no.
0: What is it?
1: I can't tell you that because you have a pick tonight.
0: And you watched this before you picked it? I'm not picking a Paxton this is movie.
1: My second uh Paxton that I watched. I'm picking a
0: Pullman, so you can say it it's pretty cool, dude.
1: You're pulling a Pullman? Um tugging off Pullman, dude. <laughs> Doing a pull, <pool>, man. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll go there. It's also available on Tubi. Let me look it up real quick to make sure I say the fucking name right. Um. It is called The Dark Backward. Directed by Adam Rifkin. It also has Judd Nelson as uh the lead. And James <laughs> Kahn and Wayne Newton and Rob Lowe What uh-huh. the fuck Billy Bob Thornton So yeah I looked at that cast and I was like oh shit and Billy then I Bob's watched cool it as hell. It's about a comedian who grows an arm out of his back If yeah
2: it's sold in the room
1: That's what I thought I was like oh shit that's that's going to be gold and then I was like yeah no And then I watched this one. Let me ask, could you guys watch this twice? Technically.
0: I watched it once, split up over two nights.
1: All right. Well, let me see if I can change your minds. Because that's what I always have to do here. Always got a fucking load to carry. Always got a load to give. Always got a weight on my back. The Vagrant, 1992, directed by Chris Wallace. Um, pretty fucking metal logo, if I do say so myself. Here in the opening credits, right? Sure.
0: Well, what kind of metal? All the bands I listen to is just a bunch of squiggly lines that run all over the place.
1: So you don't know what you're listening to. You can't read shit.
0: Huh? <laughs> You'll never pick a name out of all those lines, dude. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, cool name. I don't know what
0: it is. Mm -hmm. The Uh, point
2: is to make it as difficult as possible to find them again.
1: I love
0: uh, (laughs) Therix. Fucking good, dude.
1: I love apple bottom blood. Yeah, you don't know if it's a
2: fucking uh, dwarf from a... Tolkien novel or a prescription drug,
1: mm-hmm. or a Norwegian witch. Uh, what? we open what?
2: Nah, it's all right. Yeah, I want to hear it. What back. was that? I was just going to say, or it's some sort of like uh weird descriptor, like into the darkness or upon death's arrival,
1: the darkness of the northern lights.
2: Yeah. Into the cavern, I was stuck, you know, <laughs> shit like that.
1: Black cellar, rat poison.
2: Yeah, no. That sounds like a brand. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> you got rat problems. Black cellar. Black cellar. We're the number one seller in rat killing. Is your basement overrun? <laughs> Buy big-ass rats.
0: <laughs> you better come to Black Cellar.
1: <laughs> and guess what? If you actually have a rat in a cellar, 10% discount. All right, we open up to a boring-ass See, when people see black, people see death.
2: That's where a name comes from.
1: Where'd the cellar come from, sir?
2: Unless well, where rats mostly are.
1: Oh. We do
2: the work for you.
1: I thought you were the seller. You were selling it to me. No. Well, I kind of go both ways. If
0: you've got rats, you might need a little black seller.
2: <laughs> Next week on Mad Men.
1: <laughs> I mean, the you- it's... <laughs> How do you open the door? The cellar door? The most beautiful word ever created. Cellar door. Cellar door? Is that a... Cellar door.
2: I'm not familiar. I feel like you're referencing something.
1: It's a reference. Donnie Dark! That's what um, Barrymore... Is it Barrymore? She's a teacher. She writes on the board. She gets the most beautiful word ever. Barrymore's in that g- movie? I thought it was Drew Barrymore. It was his teacher, right?
2: Could be. It's been so fucking long. All yeah. I remember is the NXS song and Suck a Fuck.
1: Doesn't an airplane part like fall? Yeah, jet, so jet engine. Since I've seen that movie. I tried to watch it. Watched it. Tried to watch it, and I... I'm like, yeah, I can't do this right now. Why are you wearing <laughs> that man
0: suit? Isn't that what the rabbit says? Yeah. All
1: around me, up familiar faces. But I did I read our artwork poster today and cracked myself up from Josh. Josh. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, we haven't, haven't thought about that in a long time. Josh? 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 But anyway, all right, we we open up to a uh, boring-ass office, corporate America setting here. Uh, we're tracking across this office. We come to our main character, Graham. He's doing a little fake-out, like he's working, but he's actually checking out some of the local real estate... That he's interested in. Surprise!
2: Sir. He's got energy in his arm after moving that giant calculator.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ! This is a this is a nineteen eighty eight office. <laughs> I haven't even updated. Um, he's circling some. He's interested in a few. Uh, he finds one that's like sixty k, and honestly, looks like piece of shit i didn't think it looked that great but he circled the word potential i believe on there uh we fade into a scrummy looking lot empty lot that is across from the house and then you know
2: when you circle everything important nothing is important anymore
1: it's just like true detectives yeah Mm -hmm. i just need you to stop saying dumb shit
2: well, it's like highlighting an entire paragraph in your textbook. Like, what's the point? You're supposed to just highlight, you know, a sentence or a phrase.
1: Did you do a lot of highlighting in textbooks? No, because
2: I
0: wanted to get the full deposit back. I, I'd highlight a whole entire poem, dude, because it's all fucking important. To,
1: dude, to, I rented my books, and they were all all had fucking writing in them, like notes and shit.
2: Apparently no, I don't... would get brand new ones.
0: I don't know. Fucking Brewster Millions over here, dude. Bro- Brewster million, bro.
1: Let's get it out of the way now. <laughs> He's buying new textbooks and heroin, everybody. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, that means that Bones has a lot of money when we say that. That's a joke. Walter Hill movie.
2: I think people probably picked that up by my yeah. heroin usage.
1: Or just from
0: context. I mean,
1: I know, we have a lot of young listeners maybe haven't explored um, Sir Walter Hill's filmography yet.
0: Yeah, we also got a bunch of dipshits that listen that can't put two and two together,
1: so... Oh, that's me. I'm, we also have I'm a movie to cover. Show. Yeah. <laughs> I fit into a scummy-looking lot that's across the street from this uh, house that Graham has picked out, and him and his realtor arrive... Uh, this is the one that Graham circled. Graham doesn't look very thrilled as he proceeds inside to tour it. The realtor says that the house has potential about 20 times. Uh, Graham kind of takes his own tour as the real estate agent disappears into the house, still talking. Uh, he notices that the kitchen door, or the door to the backyard, is wide open and looks like the sink's been used. Uh, he kind of looks at that and it has a giant rust spot. And the water's dripping. I ah, ventures upstairs into the bathroom where the. What's it's it an, an easy it's... To fix,
2: though. That shouldn't turn you off as a
1: potential homeowner. The leak or the rust spot. The leak. Yeah, the rust spot is rust spot. Yeah, you're gonna put a you're gonna put a farmhouse sink in there anyway. I mean,
2: they make some in- industrial abrasives that'll get probably eighty percent of that off. You know, as a- long as you go with something organic, you might have to do you know over the course of a few weeks but that's possible
1: or just pour a cement uh, kitchen sink
2: yeah I mean for sure you're updating those countertops so I mean yeah, just wait and do it all together
1: mm-hmm. gotta have that granite baby uh, apparently there Listen is a
0: Brewster's Millions over here with granite countertops and a well. A I'm trying to.
2: Ink. I'm trying to maybe uh, appeal to potential listeners that accidentally thought they were getting a real estate <laughs> podcast. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I might as well throw in some tips and talk to the ha- trade there. You know,
1: that might be half of our listeners. You just, just deflated my. You bubble. <laughs> guys,
2: you guys take care of the movies and the jokes. Let me let me handle the real estate.
1: Let me bring in the young hip. Uh, Texas Chainsaw massacre, mm-hmm. hippie, hippie Hippies Hipsters Alright uh, He ventures up to the bathroom Notices a floater in the toilet It's been used So he flushes that He also notices a book on top of the toilet Because everybody reads when they shit Called The Animal Within You're not supposed to do that anymore though Read? Or in general
2: Yeah, you're not supposed to do anything in the toilet
1: yeah, you're nah, supposed man. to watch uh, UFC highlights. Yeah, well, that's only in public bathrooms, crime. Yeah. Get it right.
2: At home mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta get your feet up on your squatty potty and you just gotta focus. Nah, that's boring. Well the problem is that you've trained your colon that you're gonna be there for ten to fifteen minutes.
1: So you're in and out.
2: Oh, I'm prairie dogging on the way to the toilet. I'm sitting down. If I'm in a public space where I don't have a squatty potty, I'm
0: sitting Indian style. <laughs> so no one knows Two minutes the stall is occupied. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Just phantom grunts.
1: <sighs> All right, the realtor shows up. She joins him in the bathroom and uh, tries to fuck him.
2: Real quick, uh, Kristen Wig vibe, from yeah, her.
1: I got that too. Or the chick from um, the Righteous Jims plays their sister. She's also in like uh, Vice Principals. I don't know if you guys watched any of those shows. I Listeners, started Vice
2: Princi- Principals and never finished it.
1: It's actually pretty good. It's one of the better ones, I thought. Listeners, join the Discord and uh, tell us who that is. To avoid all this, Graham uh, pretty much says that he'll buy the place, even though he really doesn't like to him or like it. It says it; he says it doesn't really speak to him. Yeah, that's a
0: good realtor.
1: <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Make would that you, sale. Would you guys would have bought it? No, oh. Yeah, Gr- Graham played this all wrong.
0: You bang the realtor, and leave the house in the dust. Yeah, your really? in Buffalo.
1: Mm-hmm. You just say, show me another one, and then you bang her at that other... You
0: haven't
2: bought the house until you signed, so it's tell true. her whatever the fuck you want.
1: At closing, you can be like, I was molested. Uh, Graham, we cut to Graham moving into the place with a, uh I believe he has a Miata here, which has a trailer connected to it. Oh, that's
2: That Miata's got a shit ton of torque, dude. Mm -hmm. You (laughs) can handle that U-Haul. Yeah, that
1: thing can move weight. (laughs) He starts carrying his shit in. Uh, As he's coming in, he notices a man is using his sink. Graham doesn't say anything, no. He just kind of hides by the stairs. And this vagrant vagrant takes his cart and leaves. Uh, As he drags his cart off, it plays a little tune. It's kind of cool. Uh, we cut to later that night. Graham and his friend Chuck were hanging, changing some blocks on the doors and having some beers and some pizza. So, but a great choice for red sauce. Uh, Chuck asked Graham if he wants him to stay the night. All right, they kind of have a conversation about how, Chuck's, or how Graham is going to afford this place. And Graham's got it all planned out that he's going to get a promotion and all this stuff. Uh, we cut to Chuck sleeping on the couch later that night. Graham, he's having a bad dream about the vagrant trying to get in. Uh, Graham sits straight up in the bed and sees that the vagrant has taken his cover off of his light switch. Uh, we cut down to Chuck there sleeping and all of See, a sudden- If he would have
2: woke up and started yelling, welcome to five-day rentals, vagrant would have never come back. mm <laughs>
1: This was 1992, Worked for guys. my wife.
2: <laughs> She's here, was by it? the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> she just, she did know where else to go, so. I'm supposed to talk to you after this record.
1: Cut that. Um, <laughs> Chuck all of a sudden is awoken by Graham choking him. Chuck wakes up. C- Graham. He's kind of in I a daze it. here. We're gonna see each other in a few weeks, and this is how I plan on waking both of you up. So, can't wait, Bones. I'm sleeping with you. Hey,
2: it's cool, dude. I'll probably be passed out in the shower anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have to slam a needle through your breast or breastbone.
2: Yeah. Good luck. He'll have killed, uh. Sid. Oh, what's her last name? These pecs aren't drywall, buddy. <laughs> Can't punch through these. What's her name? Mia Wallace? Uma no.
0: Thurman? Uh, Nancy from Sid and Nancy. I was going to say that she'd be dead on the floor and, you know, you'd be screaming that you didn't know what happened.
2: If I'm, if I just start fucking, uh, Asphyxiating in my sleep, though. Just keep me on my back. We're just letting you go. Just let me Heisenberg. Yeah, just Heisenberg me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you're on your side, I'm rolling you (laughs) onto your back.
2: Yeah, cool. And put it on TikTok too. I'll get you a shit ton of views.
1: Let's Mm -hmm. let's use the right term there. In Bon Scott.
2: That was in a car, right?
1: Yeah. That's fucking How did you not stay alive, it's bon fucking Scott? hardcore, man. <laughs> he was probably like, I fought that. <laughs> All right, Graham. Highway to hell. Some, I don't know, work a joke out of that, I guess. <laughs> he went to heaven just to spite him. He's <laughs> like, fuck.
2: Well, heaven is Australian hell. Because it's like backwards.
1: Mm-hmm. Thing. Is there another, like, s- is there a more successful band from Australia than ACDC? No. I'm Acadaca. trying to think of another band from Australia.
0: Who's that band that does, uh, I guess,
1: uh... Silverchair? <laughs>
0: no. Silverchair's not from... <laughs> not from Australia?
1: They are, but they're not um, as successful as ACDC.
0: Who are those guys that sing, uh, I would walk 500 miles? Aren't they Australian? The proclaimers? Yeah, I think they're Scottish.
1: Maybe. Oh, well, fuck them. <laughs> Isn't um, dig yourself, last dig yourself. Red, red, right hand. What's this? Fuck Jesus Christ! I can't think.
2: It was red, red wine? UB forty? No,
1: no, they're from Jamaica.
2: Wise, man say, Nick Cave. Only fools him
1: There's gotta
2: be. I can't
0: Can't help falling
1: in love with
0: you.
2: Kind of took it back to Elvis there.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, Mama.
1: (laughs) Graham! I'm gonna need to steal all these songs, Mama. Graham starts showing Chuck the light switch, but the cover's still there, guys. Oh, maybe maybe Graham was dreaming. Chuck tells Graham to go back to sleep. Uh, We cut to Graham. He's walking home with some groceries, and he sees the vagrant through a broken-down wood fence here. So he peeks in, and he's sitting in a vacant lot. Minding his own
2: fucking business, yeah, yeah. yeah. cooking, not doing any chicken.
1: Thing. Uh, he's eating some disgusting. I think it's chicken. I don't know. And we kind of get some close-ups Corky here of the style. Vac- oh, <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. was
0: greasy too. Get that dirt and cigarette ash all over that thing.
2: Uh,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of get a close-up of his face to see how disgusting he looks. He's got looks like he's been burned and got some boils and shit all over his face. Uh, he sees Graham and he starts to walk towards him. Of course, Graham freaks out, drops all his groceries, runs inside and calls the fucking cops. It's like any yuppie would do, right?
0: Fucking loser, dude.
1: Uh, we cut to the cops here. They start to question Graham about the vagrant. Uh, the cops pretty much say that we can't really do shit to this guy. He, he, you don't have nothing on him. Uh, Not to mention
2: 911 to- puts him on hold. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, they
0: knew it wasn't that important. That's one of the funny recurring bits in this movie. So.
1: I think this whole bit coming up, the urination bits, uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, Graham starts to list off a ton of shit that the vagrant's doing wrong. Uh, open flame cooking and all this shit. But then he mentions urinating in the bushes, and this really piques the cop's interest. And we get the word urination used probably... 10 times. Uh, the cops want to find witnesses so they can arrest the guy, the vagrant. This is where Mrs. Howler comes in. She's a fucking old crazy lady. Uh, they're talking to her. Graham runs up and says, ah, I think he's about to start urinating. And the cops uh, go over and arrest the vagrant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right here in the movie, they essentially show you that the vagrant is a real person.
1: How do we know? Well,
0: I guess you don't, but it's like other people interacting with the vagrant kind of nullifies a lot of the rest of the movie.
1: You guys didn't see this as a great comparison to Braindead, what we did last week? Nope. That was a good movie. You saw Tim Burton, apparently. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I saw Tim Burton mixed in a stew with nothing but trouble,
1: Dan, so... The burbs, dude. The burbs. All right, we cut to Graham at work. His boss pays him a visit, asks if he wants to be promoted, and then asks if he wants to be fired. But he's a jokester. Graham thanks him, uh, he says something about he was thinking about promoting him. He's, oh, thank you, boss. But his boss says nobody likes an ass kisser. Uh, we cut to Graham that night. He's cooking some terrible looking pasta and reading a letter from his girlfriend, who's coming to visit. Uh, kind of reads the letter out, or she reads the letter, classic. And the very end, I like how they put on there, and possibly the L word. Uh, this is when Graham notices the baker in his back, across the street, cooking on an open flame again. So, of course, he calls the cops again. Graham is trying to look about, uh, look what's going on across the street with his boy, not your And stay on the landline, Uh, younger listeners, that's an actual phone that has a line on it. Yeah, it hooks into your wall.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The fucking letter is outdated. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever gotten a letter from your girlfriend with a Polaroid in it?
0: I've gotten a postcard before.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've gotten a letter with a picture of my wife, you know, to prove that she was still alive. She was holding up a
0: newspaper. newspaper. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say from the uh service that sent her over from Eastern Europe.
2: Well, that was before. <laughs> I mean, just mean the last letter was was the one letting me know that I, it was proof of life, but I hope she's doing okay. Yeah. I just I liked ripped her. it. I, yeah, I ripped it up and
0: composted it. You yelled uh... I don't negotiate with terrorists and burnt it. Mm -hmm. That's her mess. She can
2: deal with it, quite Mm -hmm. honestly.
1: All right. While all this this is going on, he does drop the picture of his girlfriend. And uh, at this time, the vagrant is up in Graham's window, and we get a little jump scare here. Of course, this causes Graham to fall backwards. He falls on his... Stove, drops all the food all over his face. Uh, the phone breaks. Uh, Graham pulls out uh, a very 1991 cell phone here and calls the cops back. And he just hangs up because... Why not? They don't want to talk to him anyway. Well, they're only interested in urination, so... hmm That's true. Uh, we cut to... A large amount of construction for security on the house going on. We got lights, cameras, a fence, everything. He he got the top package.
0: If this guy was my neighbor, I would kill him. I would personally kill him. I mean, all those fucking lights lights at night. He's not getting a fucking permit for that from HOA. Hell no, no, dude. Can you
1: imagine his moth action now?
0: I lived in a place here in Nashville for- not even a full year, I think, but like my bedroom window looked at these people's like side door and they just kept their light on all night. And I would go BB over gun. I would go over all the time and be like, dude, turn that fucking light off. Like you are killing me And he'd be like, I'm an old man <laughs> I'd be like, I will I'll finish you? the job, old man.
1: <laughs> Did you kill this guy, friend?
0: I don't want to
2: Let's go okay. on to the next one. Well, we should have just given him some heroin kind of, and yeah, let nature take its
0: course, buddy. Here's a needle of uh, the fountain of youth. Blast off, buddy.
2: <laughs> that would have been a BB gun resolution as well.
0: I thought about it. Yeah. There were several times where I was standing I in the backyard, hammer in hand,
1: <laughs> just ready to... Uh,
0: just I won't I won't drop that
1: bitch and be like, I oh, don't know what happened, bro.
2: I won't drop this person's name, but... I actually referenced this person in our Warriors episode. He lived next to um, another person that we went to school with, um, and he told us a story once that the fam, like the next door family, had a wind chime, and he went all Rambo and like camoed up one night and snuck over there and cut out the middle like dinger of the wind chime because it drove him so fucking crazy.
0: I get it. Hell I'm yeah. Very sensitive to that stuff. Like I we don't oh, keep I, outside lights on our house at all. <laughs> there's no there's nothing.
1: When we lived at the apartment, the three of us, Danny Duck and our other buddy, I would go out in the middle of the night with a uh, bug spray to kill the fucking cricket that was <laughs> chirping.
2: <laughs> I remember your roommate going out there with a flashlight once, trying to find it.
1: Driving me fucking bananas. I hate. That. I cannot stand that.
2: <laughs> I'm such a fucking light sleeper.
1: Like, oh, I gotta put stickers right. on shit, like the fan light, monitor and shit. Yeah, yeah. Turn,
0: Turn off, that off that my baby's monitor.
1: No, <laughs> nah, you like, can still hear it. it. Turn off your baby, dude. <laughs> the one, it's a light. So whenever it cries, the light goes like from yellow to red depending on the frequency of the cry and it's like yeah we're not and there's no way to turn that off it's like why the fuck wouldn't you put an off switch on that
2: so they can cry in am and fm yeah <laughs> that's cool
1: you should hear it in hd Whew. picked it up on my cb last week so uh, that's, you have to explain that to our younger listeners <laughs> all right our friend Chuck, he's back. He says, dude, you're just fucking paranoid, Graham. And he's like, no, I'm not. I've done all the fucking statistics, man. Crime is real. Uh, Graham shows Chuck the uh, where the vagrant is staying across the street in the lot. And he's given a whole bunch of facts. Uh, apparently, he's been obsessed with this vagrant. Uh, Graham explains that he's been trying to follow him, but he lost him. Uh, like I said, he's obsessed with this guy.
2: The guy's uh, cart has a fucking music box attached to the wheel. How do you lose him?
1: It might have been in his car, his Miata.
2: Well, yeah, the Miata's got so much fucking power, dude. That I mean, that thing's just Fly so loud. Him. Like, yeah, he, he's got a fucking aftermarket exhaust system on that Miata that's just making it impossible to
0: sleuth. You throw that bad boy in four wheel drive, dude. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. cruising.
1: Uh, Graham tells Chuck, "God, he's disgusting." Chuck, I mean, filthy. Uh, Chuck says, "Leave him alone, man. He'll move on. Like, just get over it." Uh, Graham says, "Nah, he's clever and dangerous." Yeah,
2: unhoused and they are they are known as as moving on. They're not territorial at all.
1: Nah, man, I'll be all right. Uh, we cut to Graham. He's bringing his girlfriend home from a visit. She's coming out of Buffalo. New York, we we think. Uh, she I'm says sure. that the house. Is, yeah, that's is what I thought. Buffalo, when I heard North buffalo. Dakota. Yeah. There's a lot of buffaloes out there, and we love each and every one of you. Uh, she says that the house is very bright. We get uh, some very loud polka music that is playing. Polka uh, music. Does that work?
2: Yeah. Thanks for oh, not popping pop your peas.
1: Okay. Is blasting. Uh, apparently, this is a Mel Brooks thing. He's very into uh, Bulk of music. Uh, but it turns off as soon as Graham puts in the code. I guess that's one of the features of the security that the uh, company put in. Fun fact, this security uh, company does still exist in the Mesa, Arizona area. So any listeners out there, give them a call.
2: Is that where they shot the movie?
1: Yes, sir. Hey, Dan.
0: Uh, yeah. That fact was fun.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. Karan, and if you ever move to Mesa, you know to who to call for all your security needs.
0: Uh, just their association with this movie guarantees I will not call them.
2: Yeah. You know, that,
1: you know that's kind of cool.
2: If anything, you... the security system fails multiple times throughout this movie.
1: Well, we'll get to the bottom of that.
0: I bet the guy who's the president of that security company has a framed photo of him shaking Bill Paxton's hand in his office. Well,
1: I'd say that. <laughs> they'd probably... I hope it's
2: Bill Paxton with the mullet from later on. Mm-hmm. That'd be Don't cool give it
1: one. away. Sorry. Jeez. No. You would call these guys and be like, oh, weren't you guys those dudes who were in that movie, The Vagrant? And they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Oh, yeah. Our, like, old guy talks about Bill Paxton every once in a while. Maybe that's if the one you,
0: you're talking you about. If you have vagrant problems,
1: <laughs> well, you gotta get Black Sailor. You
2: gotta get Black Sailor.
1: There's gonna be an ad coming tomorrow to your guys' um, messages. Alright, his girlfriend asked uh, if this People is a bad thing. People can kill video. rats multiple ways. The whole purpose
2: is to make them want Black Cellar to kill their rats. That's my Don Draper pitching Black Cellar, the old toothless dude.
1: You're too expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Rats don't need marketing. That's right, ma'am, as seen in The Vagrant. That's right. Sign you up. Bill Paxton approved. Uh, his girlfriend asks if Graham's living in a bad neighborhood. He says not really, but he, never, he can never be too careful these days. Uh, it's becoming clear that his girlfriend uh, does not really like the house that Graham has purchased here. She decides that he was waiting on her to pick out new furniture for the place, because she makes a reference that, oh, they left all their furniture in here as well.
2: It's the most realistic shit in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. He Her does insulting have
2: the, his taste, and then he, he does have
0: buying five thousand dollars in furniture, and then she leaves you anyway. So,
1: guys, we're we're fortune tellers tonight. Quit predicting the future. Graham is not that not into that, and she says, "Oh, you have credit cards, don't you?" Red flag. Guys, anybody, any chick that says you got credit cards, just walk away. Not a good sign. Yeah, put her in the black cellar. (laughs) Put a towel on her and...
2: Sometimes she'll dig her own hole. She'll get in with the wrong people. Six weeks later, you're getting a fucking Polaroid in the mail.
0: Problem figures itself out. Proof of life.
1: God. Get to it already. We cut to that night, we get another vision of uh, the rust spot in the sink here, which is driving Graham a little crazy. Yeah, don't worry,
2: buddy. I will not be calling the cops. Save your scotch tape, all right?
1: Graham awakes, and the vagrant is looking at him. The vagrant starts to run his nasty-ass hand up Graham's leg and into his boxers. Whoa, whoa, wee, whoa. Uh,
0: he took him off. You guys think he, uh, I think that vagrant tugged him off. He was trying to look I like. fucking hope not, man. It looks like he did. This is a whole nother movie. If, From where if I'm sitting, case. and I rewound this scene a lot. <laughs> Looked like it to me, dude.
2: You should have waited 40 minutes, because then there would have been one that's not as nasty, but. <laughs>
1: Graham's girlfriend comes into the hallway where Graham is taking everything out of his closet and saying there's a trap door in the closet. Uh, Graham comes to, finally, from sleepwalking. But it's cool because they bone.
2: So that's two movies in a row where Paxton thinks he hears something in the closet.
1: Yep. Yeah. What's that noise? Um. I sound more like Owen Wilson when I do my Bill Paxton. Oh, man.
2: Wow. There's some rattling in there.
1: What's in the closet? Might be a cool little rat. God, he's disgusting, Chuck. I mean, filthy. No.
2: Black Cellar does sound like a Wes Anderson rat killer. Like, that does sound like a brand.
0: If you hear a noise in your closet,
1: (laughs) you better call in the Black Cellar. Black seller. All right. They decide they're going to have sex. Uh, we cut to Graham going over his personal finances at work. Uh, Mr. Early, Feemster.
2: Early 90s spreadsheet
0: there. Yeah, I think it's just right. a graph. It, like, it's just a bar graph. <laughs> it's like house, money, or food. Like,
1: it's yeah. Just, gas. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Feem- or Feem- Feemster shows up, comes over to meet, uh, to to meet, to Graham so he can meet a big wig from, uh, I guess he's trying to do a deal with him from another company. Uh, his boss says that Graham is also Czechoslovakian. Uh, Graham gets the news that he's uh, getting the big promotion, so he's very happy about this. Uh, Mr. He wants that lanai. The lanai.
0: Did you look it up, Bones? Or what a you... lanai is? Yeah, did you know? I know what a lanai you is. You might have known from just what's being a, in Guam. What's a lanai? It's like an outdoor
2: sort of patio seating area.
1: Does it have a fire pit?
2: It
0: can. I don't it's know kind of like if it's a fire pit. It's almost like it's a like... covered porch or something. Yeah,
2: like the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a lanai, like where they would go out and play cards Whoa. and sunbathe.
1: Fucking love the Always girls. Always stood out to
2: me, man. Seeing Rose out there sunbathing,
1: oh. six to midnight. All right. Um, his boss urges Graham to talk some Czechoslovakian to the bigwig, so Graham says something. They end up leaving, uh, and the boss asks, "What did he say to you?" He said, uh, "He told me to wash my hands after I used the bathroom."
0: Good good advice
1: in any language. I mean, I guess. I mean, he admits he's like, it's
2: my, what, my grandmother's father or something, you know? And he could just say, you know what? The only funny thing that I remember is blah, blah, blah. Like, just say it out there, like, and then say it to or like, you know? I don't know. That's something that you got to be honest about. Be Be cool about it, you know?
1: I haven't done a lot of research into it, you know, but it's there. What does that have to do with me getting fucking promoted, sir?
2: I got a second mortgage to
1: pay off now. (laughs) You did take out a second mortgage to get all the security. Uh, Graham, he's bringing home some goodies for his girl, some flowers here. But all of a sudden he's stopped by a crowd at a dumpster and he notices that they're bringing a body out. Well, this is the body of Mrs. Howler. He speeds home to his girlfriend. Oh God!
2: Some great Bill Paxton freakout.
1: <laughs> That's pretty much all it is from here on out. Yeah. Uh, to make sure she she is safe, he rushes in. He sees the vagrant eating a fucking sandwich at his kitchen table. The vagrant gives Graham a boo, and Graham darts upstairs to find Edie. I believe her name is in the kitchen Bitch. or in the. In the shower, Graham says that Mrs. Haller's dead, and the vagrant is in the kitchen. Edie says she invited him in for a sandwich because he looked hungry. Graham freaks out on her and calls the vagrant a murderer.
2: God, they're fucking okay. This is where you start getting to the thing where, all right, good comedies. The main character doesn't know that they're in a comedy, right? Or you are just tweaking and you're creating, uh, just a universe of zany stuff. This one I feel like goes way too far, and it puts people that should be sort of normal and like baseline making ridiculous decisions, like or like and every. Edie makes this dumbass decision. The cops are fucking ridiculous. The neighbor is weird. 911 is weird. The boss is an asshole. Like it's this is where you it just and it just keeps amplifying. So like by the time you get to the lawyer, like at the end, you're so fucking exhausted by like them trying to do and I don't know. And that balance, because sometimes it can work. But in this, I think it's it really loses it here because you're supposed to believe that this woman who would be up her own ass about furniture and all this shit, like making this decision, this I was like, I, all right, I liked kind of a lot of the decisions up to this point. But I yeah. I, I hope that's a good analogy, like an, an explanation of where I start to sort of fall off on like it. It's sort of beyond comedy of errors and just like absolute dumb people.
0: Yeah. I don't think her character would invite this guy in for a sandwich while she showers. Like, yes, it's it's just not in her character. But I think it kind of what you were saying. I mean, this is Dan. This is where it feels the most Burton to me, where it's like everyone's weird everyone's a kook like everyone's got a crazy little thing going on and it's like all right well it just none of it matters anymore than like it's all just kind of everything is goofy all the time forever it's like well all right like I don't know it just it gets to a point where it's like nothing that happens from this point forward matters at all yeah
2: It honestly could have been as simple... Because I thought him sitting at the table eating the sandwich looked funny. Like Mm -hmm. how slow he was and just sort of sitting there very calm. And if he would have played it like, what the fuck? And then she kind of jump scares him from the back, you know? Like, you know, he lives in the lot across the street and he came over. You know, like that isn't as ridiculous. Like you were saying, Kron, like to go up and take a shower and leave him there unattended. Mm -hmm. That's... I mean i' well, I'll talk about it now, Graham is such a contradiction like the the fact that they make him so anal about like all this planning and all of this stuff, the fact that he decides to take these certain risks, like buying this house that he doesn't really want and amplifying and taking the second mortgage and like living so far outside of his means seems crazy, you know, like they don't really sell the I want everything to be perfect for her. You know, like I don't know how to describe that, but that's it was really standing out to me like the opening of him circling all this stuff and seeing very anal and then from there on it just it goes off and his decision making is a big problem of it in in the first part of the movie to me. Like it should really start with the vagrant and it, it, they've already set it up as oh, he is already bad at making life
0: decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, there <clears throat> I don't remember exactly what it is, but there's a part in this movie, it's kind of like maybe a little forward from here where it's like his job starts to fall apart, where I was like, oh, he's going to like become the vagrant. And I thought that was like, that would have been an interesting direction at least. But I feel like this movie just kind of like meanders so much where it's like we don't want to tell you what's happening and like we don't want to we don't want to make a decision either way we just want to ride the middle as long as we possibly can before we have to say you know okay it's the last 10 minutes we have to have a conclusion but yeah it's just kind of i don't know i feel like they tried to ride that line so hard and it it just gets to a point where it doesn't work anymore you know because they jump back and forth so many times.
2: Yeah, Dan. The first time you watched it, did you think that they were trying to play the? Is the vagrant even real? I know, Cron. You hit on it with like the cops like interacting with them, like they answered it that early. But mm-hmm. did you think they were going to be trying to do like a Tyler Durden thing? And
1: I definitely got the all right. This is a fucking. Well, is Graham seeing all this or... Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I got the... On the first viewing, I did, yeah. Okay. I got that vibe. That's why I thought it was a good comparison to, to Braindead, because he's kind of going in and out of... Well, the, even the viewer's like, oh, is this fucking real or is this supposed to be like a... F-, you know? Yeah. Don't want to give anything away from brain dead. Go and fucking listen to the episode. Interesting, interesting character discussion in the vagrant. It's Interesting. All right, we got a little ways to go, guys, before yeah, we, we got, can really we got a unleash. Lot. Holy shit! Graham freaks out and calls the vagrant a murderer. The vagrant leaves, and Graham calls the cops again. All right, we cut to the Lieutenant Ralph Barfus. Ralph. Barfus. It's a good name. I got it. From Homicide, he's showing up uh, to Graham's place. Graham explains that the vagrant has killed Mrs. Howler. Uh, is this Michael Homicide's first? first? Is he the same
0: guy in...
2: Is this his first time on the show?
1: Yes, I believe so. Okay. I thought he... So it's two total recalls
2: people in this show
1: in this episode two total recalls in this film
2: yeah did you catch that cron what that the vagrant was the the Quado host
0: oh i did read that on a thing <laughs> well like i was gonna lady. say you know clearly a,
1: a repeat paxton performance from last week <laughs> good one can't get nothing past the five-day rental. Some court.
2: some things are implied, but that's fair.
1: <laughs> what kind of sandwich was the man eating? That's one of the questions that uh, that Barfus asks. We're talking about a murder here. Lieutenant Barfus loses his shit on Graham. Barfus asks uh, for Edie's side of the story. She says that Graham is just paranoid. Barfus says that she's got a point. Graham says he's got a a lot of deep feelings about the vagrant and that he's evil and violent. We cut to Graham. He's having a glass of milk in bed here, watching the news report about Mrs. Haller. Our news report states that all of her fingers were cut off and they are still missing. Graham says sorry to Edie for what he said this afternoon. She's kind of laying on her side. He thinks she's asleep, but she's awake and doesn't really say anything. Uh, we cut to another dream sequence where the vagrant is Raw Dog and Edie. Uh, we cut to Edie waking up Graham. He notices that uh, one side of his glasses have been cut off. Uh, Edie pretty much breaks up with Graham here and leaves. Uh, if he did that to my sunglasses. <sighs> Where's best. my fucking sunglasses? Yeah, how could you uh,
0: walk out into the daylight when you wake up at three p.m.? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. It was the weekend. Graham and Chuck—they have they're having lunch here.
2: How long did Graham, you guys sleep in after the crossover?
1: I was up at six o'clock. I think
0: I was up around eight thirty. I think I went to sleep around one thirty. I was. Was I was still so time?
2: fucking cranked, man. It was probably two thirty, three o'clock before I actually fell asleep. I fell asleep. It, I I two went minutes through,
0: after we stopped recording. I, I went
2: through every misstep. I went through every like forgetting to mention George or Greg or calling Greg George or like I just I was like, did I did I let it get off the rails? Like uh, yeah, for an hour and a half, laying in bed, wide awake. That, I, actually, I think that's when I started doing heroin. So, <laughs> Yeah, that was that night.
1: That was a good night. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Love you, guys. Graham and Chuck, they're having lunch. Graham says that every morning, every morning I find pants in the oven, books in the shower, food eaten, urine in the blender. He says he can't sleep at night. Chuck asks, what about that vagrant that you were talking about? Is he still around? Graham says, no, we haven't seen him since he got a... Sandwich. A sandwich. Graham is convinced that he's doing all these strange acts during the night around the house because he's sleepwalking. He's even starting to think that maybe he was the one that killed Mrs. Haller. Chuck says he needs to get some help. Graham says, no. And he starts to freak out at the restaurant, and loudly says, "What if they think I killed that lady?" And everybody at the restaurant kind of freaks out. Yeah, uh, keep, we
0: cut. Keep your composure, dude. I mean,
1: <laughs> giving yourself away, man.
0: Yeah, get a get a lawyer already. I mean,
1: <laughs> we cut to Graham back at his house, and he's reading The Animal Within. This is the book that he found on the back of the toilet whenever he did the the house tour there before he bought it.
0: Looks like a cool cover. I mean, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It looks like a, some metal band that would spell their name with a bunch of squiggly lines.
1: I mean, we all have an animal within us. We just got to find it.
2: What was that book like 10 or 15 years ago that all the, uh, Christian dudes were reading wild at heart or something? Do you remember that? That's a David Lynch movie. <laughs> I
1: don't the Shack? I don't know. I'm going to look it up while you're... These Christian propaganda movies. All right. He's reading The Animal Within, and he's kind of reading some of the, the fate from the book here. Fear is the key that unlocks the gate and frees the beast. Paranoia, the nemesis of the healthy mind, the breeder of fear, the liberator of the beast. So this is kind of what Graham is going through at the moment. Graham gets to his kitchen, which is destroyed, and there's some dead fish hanging around in there.
2: Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Uh, It is a book aimed to help men discover or rediscover their masculine self with guidance from the Bible. The book also invites women to discover the secret of a man's soul and to delight in the strength and wildness men were created to
1: offer. I'm going to go kill my son. Jesus. I'm going to burn him. Hey, Kron, you want to go stone the neighbor? I
0: think I celebrate my manhood every day. (laughs) You guys get my drift, right?
2: Once in the morning and (laughs) once at work.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Take a three o'clock break just for me.
2: God designed men to be dangerous, says John Eldridge. Simply look at the dreams and desires written in the heart of every boy. To be a hero, to be a warrior, to live a life of adventure and risk. Sadly, most men abandon those dreams and desires aided by a Christianity that feels like nothing more than pressure to be a nice guy.
0: Can we not promote this fucking Trump voters book, dude? Fuck this guy.
1: (laughs) Fuck this guy. Fuck this book and fuck anybody that bought it. Hey, if you see him in a
0: Barnes and Noble, uh, break his nose.
1: How about that? All right, hold up. This was a Christmas present and Father's Day gift that a lot of these guys got. And it was like, what the fuck are you giving me a book? I want a fucking blowjob. Like, does it say that in there?
2: Well, you can it sounds like you could use the book to cite that hey, you're supposed to give me a blowjob. So, I wonder how many women uh, regretted that 6 months later when the guy finally finished reading it after reading two pages at a time. Every shit, yeah.
1: That does. That's not what it says. All right, I'm supposed to go to this. church.
2: <laughs> I want to buy a motorcycle, you got to blow me every night, and I'm kicking our son out of the house. Because there can only be one badass around here.
1: And I got to spread my seed, baby. <laughs> yep. No, it says that you're supposed to not bitch at me when I drag you guys to church every Sunday.
2: I want to be a hero, baby. Read the warrior, book, A babe. warrior poet.
0: Read the book. Hero bangs the lady at the end of the movie, all right? so right? I'm going to start doing CrossFit. That's why I slept with your best friend. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I do a, uh, just a six-week cycle of uh, testosterone, just enough to get me back to my 18-year-old
0: self. Anyway, I'm a salesman for Black Seller now, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Graham! We cut to him being awakened by his work calling. He's late. His alarm clock cord... Has been cut. Graham notices scratches on his
2: knees. You mean to tell me Graham's not a guy who has a battery backup in that alarm clock?
1: Not anymore, man. Not once he got the obsession.
2: Yeah. Once he read Wild at Heart.
1: (laughs) Stop saying that. Last week it was Applebee's. This week it's Wild at Heart.
2: It's whatever I want. It's my show too. Corporate
1: shill, dude. Yeah. (laughs) corporate Christian capitalist. Alright, he notices scratches on his knees and starts to he starts to smell something. Uh, he makes his way downstairs into the basement Does following black the seller? stinkage. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. He wanders through some junk and finds some val- finds a Valentine's candy box. Uh, he opens it and it's human fingers. Of course, he freaks out and Falls back and knocks over some boxes, and there's the vagrant. He gets up and just kind of swings open a back door into the basement and leaves. How did you not notice that at all? Uh, if we cut to the police like an old
2: coal shoot or something, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, the police show up with Barfus. He starts to question why he didn't notice the smell. Graham says he thought it was a dead rat. Cause he put some poison down there later on, folks. That's what we call a 360 here. It works, <laughs> bona fide result. And we're also gonna take a pee break.
2: And now, a reading from Wild at Heart by John Eldridge if you've spent any time around horses you know a stallion can be a major problem they're strong very strong and they've got a mind of their own stallions typically don't like to be bridled and they can get downright aggressive especially if there are mares around a stallion is hard to tame if you want a safer quieter animal there's an easy solution. Castrate him. A gelding is much more compliant. You can lead him around by the nose. He'll do what he's told without putting up a fuss. There's only one problem. Geldings don't give life. They can't come through for you the way a stallion can. A stallion is dangerous, all right. But if you want the life he offers, you have to have the danger too they go together
1: welcome back everybody um well if you made it this far you know that if you have a rat problem you should probably call black cellar um they'll take care of that for you uh we're doing the vagrant uh There's a guy in a house, and another guy doesn't like it. So, yeah, that's all you really need to know. Perfect summary, Dan. Yeah. And it's got Bill Paxton in it. Fuck. Oh, hey, what's wrong, Bones? I fucking burned
2: my finger on the spoon.
1: (laughs) I don't think you're supposed to be doing this much heroin in one setting might need a new co-host I got a system. by the time this is done. I got a system, no. dude. I, if anyone gets out of this thing, it's me. <laughs> I don't know, Cron. You better uh,
0: sniff some smelling salts or something, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right.
1: All right. We got to Graham. He's in a complete whacked-out paranoia here. The house is destroyed. He's got his rooms all blocked off. Uh, he's sitting in a chair in his living room with a shotgun. Pretty much uh, just waiting for the vagrant to come through the door. Uh, but he he falls asleep and the vagrant is in the house. He puts the shotgun up to Graham's chin and click. Uh, but this is just another fucked up dream that Graham is having. Here's the doorbell ring. And it's his realtor, Judy, the horny ass realtor from earlier who sold him the house uh she's still horned up and she's like oh you called me to sell the house so here i am so they ended up boning nice ah uh, we cut to a shot of the vagrant staring into the fire here it's a quick shot Uh then we get graham he's waking up he finds a note from well it's supposed to be from judy i believe Uh, There's also a portion of this note that is written in blood, it looks like. Uh, We cut to Barfus and his crew. He's outside of Graham's house, and he's calling in backup. Apparently, they're going to take him down. They think that he's the guy that has murdered these people. Uh, They drill holes through his fence and take aim. Not sure how their scopes would look, but... It's it's a cops. They love to shoot. Randomly. If you've got
0: that many guns, People's it doesn't matter. You just yeah. fill up the entire house.
1: Uh, We got Graham. He's kind of walking around with a shotgun here. That's when the cops notice that he's armed. He notices a piece of tape on the door frame. And he's like, oh, that's kind of weird. And he peels it off. And this is what sets the whole alarm system off in the house. Apparently... This is why his alarm system has not been working the whole time. Uh, the cops freak out. They start to fire. Graham takes cover. Uh, he ends up not getting shot, but he ends up in the kitchen. The whole house is fucked. Uh, Barfus and then bust in, and he explains that Judy's body was found in a dumpster across the street. Uh, Graham says that it, the vagrant had got into the house and shows Barfus the note that he found. Uh, Some
0: real uh, David Koresh shit These cops just storming in No warrant
2: Yeah, guy's got a shotgun on his own property and shit
0: Yeah like,
1: What has he done wrong at this point? I mean, this is Arizona I mean, yeah, you know It's allowed
2: Paxton really selling, like, the fear When he's, like, laying on the floor Up against that kitchen cabinet Oh, yeah And they run in He's He's carrying this movie
1: Uh, they find the rest of Judy in the refrigerator, which looks pretty cool, I thought, her head and her hands, I believe her feet. that looks real cool. I thought it looked pretty good. Um, they arrest Graham, of course. We cut to Graham, he's in jail, his boss visits, and they start a trial.
2: In disguise, kind of, like trying
1: to- doesn't want to talk to Graham but why the fuck would you be there you had to go through all the shit to go and talk to him so I'm not sure yeah that fucking scene was like why why did you include that in there I'm but, middle management I can't be seen in a prison I'm pretty sure if you go to jail for murder your job's gonna be like yeah we don't need you back you can find a replacement
2: unless you're Martha
0: Stewart
1: yeah or a contract killer <laughs> You talk about America's yeah. sweetheart. Helen's all right. generous. No. She's a bitch to her other people. Martha's still nice, okay?
2: Hey man, she did Sweet. her time.
1: If we can get her on the show, we That's will. That's what
2: the system's for, right?
1: Yeah, man. She's she's regular old America. American.
2: America. She is America, Dan. (laughs)
1: She is. Martha Stewart is America. And we love her. Uh, They try to play the crazy card for Graham here. They bring in his mother to question her. She freaks out, says he's a good guy, has a heart attack, and dies on the stand. Well, we cut to a news report that states that the the jury had found Graham not guilty because of all this. Uh, plus, we get a great scene where the paramedics let Grandmother's mother's <laughs> body slide down the stairs from the courthouse. They're I... saying
0: coffin Flops, not a real show. <laughs> just my exact joke. Sorry. I had a meeting with Spectrum TV, and they said, I'm just some dumb hick. <laughs> they, they told me that
2: at a dinner. Shit. Yeah. I sit here and fucking quote that whole goddamn show. <laughs> Lucky to be fucking uh, a hundredth funny as fucking tim robinson god damn he won an an emmy for that you know that
0: they said there's no way know one out of five of these are completely
2: nude (laughs) i'm a i'm allowed to show them nude because they ain't got no souls we're just pointing the cameras (laughs) showing the ones where the bodies fall out
1: Please watch his show, guys. It's hilarious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Funnier than this
0: thing, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, we suck. <laughs> if you like this, you're going to love. I think you should leave now. The, yes,
2: if that's the most true thing we've ever said, I think.
1: <laughs> All right, Barfus, he's pissed off saying that Graham is guilty and the jury went soft on him because his mom died. Uh, we cut to the bakery, and He's burning a whole bunch of shit from Graham's house and laughing out loud. Uh, we cut back to Graham. He's all packed up, and he's hitting the freeway to get the fuck out of there to get this all behind him. He's clearly in a mental fog as he pulls into a local trailer park and gives a fake name to X-Ray here, a blind man, and becomes a new manager of the trailer park. Uh, goes <laughs> in, starts to unpack his shit.
2: Uh, I don't want to blow over the fact that Ray just pulls a revolver on Graham. And oh, that's just, acceptable. That was cool. Nobody I mean, I nobody stops too. out here unless they're running from some shit.
0: This is probably the best segment of this entire movie. Yeah. The part that works the best is Graham just being like, I'm just going to be a scuzz bucket now. <laughs> like,
1: live it up in this trailer park. Yeah. Trailer park people matter. Too, I'm not
0: saying they don't. He just kind of, he just leans in real hard. You know, he's like, "This, this is the kick in now. the ass that he needed." Yeah. yeah,
1: this is real life. Okay, this is you really really living your life now. Yeah, he's really living at this point. He's free. Uh, he starts to unpack some of his boxes. He finds a copy of The Animal Within and gets a little freaked out by it. But then he meets his horny neighbor. And she gives him a cake. Later that night, Graham has uh, another crazy nightmare about the old house and the vagrant. Uh, This scares the shit out of him. So he goes and knocks over on Dottie's door, his neighbor, his horny- Dottie. 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 I think. Dottie. D-O-A-T-T-I-E.
2: Yeah, that's what was throwing me off. The way she was pronouncing it did not match with the closed caption.
1: I think they even say it in the well, movie. Yeah, he... Dottie? He,
2: he mistakenly calls Doty? her Dottie, and she's like,
1: no, it's He. Doty. Doty. Oh, he wakes up from this nightmare, knocks his head on the bookshelf, and then runs over to Doty's house to say, hey, you need to handcuff me to the bed. Uh, she takes this as an invitation to give him some dome. Sexual invitation. Uh, folks. Uh, we cut to a few months later. Graham's uh loving life. He's having a beer with X ray here. He has a fucking mullet now. He's like tanned up. Tanned up. Just fucking I fucking loved
2: that he had a manager tag on his shirt.
0: With the cut off sleeves.
2: Yeah. There's what, thirty it's people hot. in this trailer park? And he I mean he's taking he takes a shit serious.
1: Uh, X-Ray asks him, or asks him about his relationship with Doty. He says, everything's going fine. Uh, X-Ray says that, well, she's not really happy. She's tired of buying new underwear because they always have holes cut at them every morning and they're in the sink. And Graham kind of thinks that's kind of weird, but he kind of gets a strange feeling that washes I, over him.
2: I thought it was going to be like a skid mark thing. Like, she was tired of buying new drawers because you keep, like, leaving skid marks in your shit. She's, like, tired of doing your laundry. Like, I I, I didn't quite know where it was going to go.
1: I think they're cutting back to the conversation with Chuck at the restaurant. Yeah. When he finds, like, urine in the blender and shit. Uh, He gets a strange feeling that washes over him. The next morning, X-ray discovers uh, his dog is dead on the clothesline.
2: Fucked up, man. God damn. Uh,
1: Graham wakes up because he hears all the commotion. He has no handcuffs on and he has a cleaver on him with blood all over him. Uh, He runs out and finds X-rays dead and he starts to freak out. Graham starts swinging this cleaver around saying that he's going to kill him. (laughs) Uh, The trailer park crowd, they kind of go wild as well and Graham ends up uh, He escapes in his car as they're firing at him. Would you say wild at heart? (laughs) Drives into the night. Oh, there's kind of a funny
0: part where I think he gave the fake name Jerry Kramer when he moved in here. And there's a part where like all these uh, trailer park people are like, what's wrong with Jerry Kramer? (laughs) They use his full name.
2: He's Mr. Manager, man. Give Mm -hmm. him some respect. We don't
0: say mister. We just say manager. Hey, but manager. you said. Doesn't matter who.
1: All right. We cut to Graham. He's driving into some very foggy ass conditions and he's having some visions here of Mrs. Haller uh, She's kind of talking to him. Um, and also Jody here as well. Uh, then all of a sudden the vagrant pops up and forces Graham's car down a cliff. Uh, how he doesn't die from this, I don't know. But he wakes up in an amusement park rest stop.
2: Well, I guess he didn't actually do that then, right?
1: Well, he does go and drive the car and put some gas in it. So, and the car's not fucked up at all. Yeah. So, yeah, this must have been just a dream, I guess. Another one of Graham's crazy dreams. Chalk it up. Uh, we cut the Barfus and... This movie's lo- too fucking artsy, man. Oh, it's dude.
0: pure what? art, dude. Yeah, pure man. Pure art, just... bro. This movie's confusing as
1: hell, dude. To, yeah. I didn't even catch that one.
2: I just came here for <laughs> horny real estate chicks, dude. You're in the right
1: spot. Uh We cut the Barfus and Laxon. They're coming in from the same rest stop diner. Uh... Graham's over there putting some gas in his car. Uh, he discovers the vagrant's cart in the back of his car. So, of course, he starts to go through it. He discovers some books that have kind of pictures of some newspaper articles oh. about the vagrant. These two cops, they kind of piss off the waitress because
0: she's like, Oh, man. She's yeah. like, This section's for truckers only. And they're like, Yeah, we're truckers. <laughs> she's like, No, you're not. And then they instantly order two giant bowls of chili, which seems like a bold <laughs> decision from the truck Their stop waitress you just pissed off.
2: Yeah, he says, like, shut your fat ass up and go get us two big bowls of chili. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, all right.
0: America. <laughs> Good luck tomorrow, dude. <laughs> Good luck 30 minutes
1: from now, mm-hmm. bro. I right, find some newspaper clippings in these books, and they're about the vagrant. He was fired from a college job, I guess. He was a professor, and he was charged with some stuff. Uh, there's also some stuff in here about Graham he was a being college janitor who solved a complex math <laughs> equation. Mm-hmm. How do you like them apples? Um, this is the this is how. <laughs> This is the aftermath of uh Goodwill Hunting?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other way it could have gone. It's
2: the legacy sequel.
1: Uh, there's also some stuff in these books about Graham being a perfect guinea pig to set up. Uh, he has pictures of him and Jody doing it. And the book is covered in blood as well. Um, there's a... It's a good little joke in there about him driving the Miata. He thinks he's yeah. a man. <laughs> Thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Graham also finds some more copies of the book uh, "The Animal Within," which turns out the vagrant wrote. He's the author of it. Wait, Just
2: so, can we dis- can we discuss this now? Is this a good time? You discuss as far, as, far as, as like, oh, well, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like, so we're supposed to. Gather from this that he's some crazy ex professor who had some theory about changing the the mentality of a person and sure. then got that was such a crazy idea, or he tried to follow up with that. So I, it feels like they give you just a, a, a tad too little. You know, because he does go on later, like I, I fucking knew it. I knew you had it within you. He kind of gives him that speech, but I thought maybe, uh, I, don't I don't know, maybe I don't, something. I, I thought about I was like maybe something early on where he like tried to identify him, and somebody was like, "No, that's not the vagrant. That's this writer." Blah blah blah. You know, like they should have hinted at that a little bit sooner. I feel like you needed those three pieces. It's just the the collages are a little too fast.
1: Yeah, I felt like there wasn't enough there to really give us why he did this. I get, like, the book is The Animal Within. I think that's what they're going, but it's super vague. So, and I mean... Too
2: fucking artsy, man. You gotta you gotta tell me what... I don't know.
1: I wasn't a big fan of this part. All right. We find out that, yeah, the vagrant is the author of The Animal Within. Uh, just then, the vagrant pops out from the back of the car. Not sure how he didn't fucking see him there. <laughs> uh, pretty much lights a road flare and blows Graham's car up, or at least starts it on fire, and runs into the funhouse behind him. Uh this gets Barfus and Laxton's attention as they're in the diner, they see the car on fire and Well they oh, ask yeah. the
2: waitress, like, have you seen this guy like driving a station wagon or something? And she's like, Oh, what, like the one that's on fire out there? Like she's so fucking calm.
1: She she's what the she hell she sees yeah. cars blow What's up all going time? on at this fucking truck stop all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wildest place. It's uh where also um some trucks, big rigs, came alive and tried to kill everybody.
0: Is it? You think this is a shared universe? Could be. You never know. Well, maybe Lisa Simpson shows up the next day.
1: I don't think that episode's available for listeners ears.
2: Now I have debated on presenting that we redo those someday.
1: That whole category? Yeah. Couldn't be a plan.
2: You fucking know I'd watch Black Dog again.
1: Don't give it away. All right, Graham, he chases the vagrant through this fun house with a pickaxe. Uh, Graham dodges the vagrant as he comes through on some railroad carts, screaming. Uh, but Graham follows. Graham at yells. This, at
2: this point, I am... Uh, turning down the volume because the screaming of the vagrant is it's it's beyond like funny it's just like fucking grating Uh, yeah it's
1: (laughs) Graham yells out that he's not the vagrant guinea pig anymore the vagrant says yes you are I created you your theories are not worth a damn and the vagrant says that his theories are right Look at you. Graham follows the sound of the vagrant's cart as it's making the noise. And then all of a sudden, an iguana falls onto Graham and he freaks out.
2: What kind of theory is this? If you fucking agitate a person enough, they will fucking get upset and want to kill you? Yeah.
0: If you you, destroy someone's life, it will affect them permanently.
2: (laughs) That's your life's work?
1: Somebody's got to do it.
2: I think we figured that out. We have thousands of years of human history. Like, it's... Duh. Uh,
1: the Vagrant pulls down a whole ceiling here onto Graham. Graham pops out and finally catches up to the Vagrant. Uh, we got Barfus and our Loc- Lacton. They split up in this uh, funhouse. They're still trying to catch up. Graham finds the Vagrant in an old elevator. The Vagrant says that Graham should be grateful... Because he was boring as shit before he met him, and that he already f- he was already f- farting, farting, fucking what he told, and now he can he can uh, he can, uh, he can uh, think for himself. You look good. You got style. You got your own life. You're a celebrity, and you're interesting now. I can't thank you enough, but I'll try. And then the fight is on. That's what Graham says to the vagrant. Uh, Pickaxe versus stool here, gentlemen. Uh, They toss each other around a little bit. Then Graham chokes the vagrant until some green goop comes out of his mouth and he dies. Uh, Just then, Barfus busts in and tells Graham that this is the last person you're going to kill and that you're going to jail. And he tries to shoot Graham and says he's going to enjoy this. But lo and behold, the vagrant go is back, not back
2: and dead. eat some more fucking chili after this. <laughs> get to finish Shit my was bowl. Good as hell. Uh,
1: the vagrant slams the stool through Barfus's chest and kills him.
0: Yeah. As uh, this
1: is going on, Graham yeah. is taking Just pictures. Stabbed with a stool P- with round
2: legs. Pretty common. First Injury.
1: time in five day Reynolds history. <laughs> Maybe in the film history, Dan. Maybe. We'll see. So I'm going to get that list going. Our letterbox page is five-day rentals. Um, Goes right through Barfus's chest. Kills him. Graham's taking pictures as this is going on. As this is going on. Laxton bursts in. Starts questioning the vagrant and Graham. They're blaming each other. But then Graham shows him the picture and Laxton shoots the shit out of the vagrant. He <laughs> falls into a cactus pit. Stabs Uh,
0: uh, right through his
1: milky eye. Yeah. We cut to a cop. He's making Graham sign some papers for a nice little reward because the vagrant is wanted in five other states and Graham was the one that uh, got him. So he's getting a fucking nice nice cash award. They couldn't put that together before? They didn't know there was a man wanted in...
0: In five different states for similar crimes, I would
1: assume he had a good run, man. (laughs) We cut to Graham. He's buying a fabulously new big ass house. It's too much house. This is too much
2: house for Graham.
1: And goddamn, he's he's got a great Hawaiian shirt on. You think that's too much house? I think I think I think
2: it negates the character. I think it it I think you. He was Tell having me. a fucking blast in that trailer park, man. I think it really should have, if you and okay, I get the ending that they were going for, but a better ending would have been him like going back to the trailer park, you know what I mean, and like just having a slightly larger trailer, you know, like the,
1: he's, the he started mediocre, f- yeah. He hit rock bottom. Now he's back at the top, baby. It's American dream. Yeah. I don't yeah, think he's the, gotta...
0: uh, the American dream t- traditionally includes a, a part where you hit rock bottom.
1: I think it's probably just a straight up well, slope, dude. Sadly. Apparently, Koran has never hit rock bottom yet. It, it, B- Bones has started. You guys came to visit me. He's oh, on heroin.
2: Buddy, but it's cool as fuck, dude. He's on
1: heroin now.
2: I'm riding this valley as far as it'll take me. <laughs>
1: Um, I really do want to die. <laughs> You're not die. You can't die. We're still in season 1. Uh, he's got a great Hawaiian shirt on, but the dripping water is back, folks, and this from the sink and he's gets some familiar feelings there again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was the end of The Vagrant from 1992, directed by Chris Wallace. I really didn't like the ending. Why would
0: you tease the like,
1: because the baby. well, the
0: whole thing is like they're the vagrant is back, but they don't ever show you that the vagrant is back. But they show you the water dripping. It's just like
1: Kron. They're saying that the he could have been the vagrant the whole time. No, no,
2: they're saying that the <laughs> he that the mind fuck actually worked. It's like some Pavlovian response. Now
0: they should have had his. Little sausage finger shoot up through the garbage disposal or something. <laughs>
1: it's a Freddy Cougar movie. <laughs> Gentlemen, do you want to hear some research? Sure. All right. This was released okay. May 15th, 1992. It had a budget of $9.5 million. God that's God damn. That's what you get when you connect Mel Brooks to something. Who, by the way, got slayed in the 90s. Mel Brooks did not do very well at all. Uh, Box office of, ladies and gentlemen, $5,900. It opened in eight theaters. It was a stinker. Surrounding the trailer park where they filmed. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Jeffries... The writer of this film based the character on a vagrant of uh, an actual homeless person who lived in a vagrant field located across from his guest house in Studio City, California. This movie was shot in 45 days. X-ray did die of a stroke before the movie was released. R.I.P. Hard uh, the, living. <laughs> the SWAT raid He wouldn't have been able scene. to watch it anyway. <laughs> oh, Shit. <laughs> the SWAT raid scene took three days to film and 1500 bullets hit uh, hits to do the setup all of which were fired in less than one minute resulting in less than 10 seconds of on-screen time worse is also
2: (laughs) predator did it better
1: this is also produced by mel brooks and that's all i got gentlemen wow
2: Let's jump in, man. Let's get to it.
1: You wanna to get to it? You don't you don't want to talk anymore about the vagrant? Nah, let's, let's... <sighs> come on, guys. All right, folks. Let's move into the internationally famous <sighs> Rate My Letterboxd. Rate My Box. <laughs> Gentlemen, at the time of our review for the Vagrant from nineteen ninety-two, directed by Chris Wallace. The letterbox user rating at of it is setting at a
2: 3.1. Dan, I'm going to give you a 2.5. Cron, I'm going to give you a 2.
0: Hmm. That's about where I had you guys pegged. Uh, Dan, 2.5. Bones, 2.0.
1: Bones, I'm going 2.0. Cron Howard, I'm going 1.5.
2: I fell asleep watching this, and I thought, oh, it's because I'm hungover from the crossover. The next day, I threw it on. Had to, for some reason, Tubi didn't remember where I left off. I had to... Neither did you do the skip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had to like try to remember where I I fell asleep. I f- ended up finishing it. I thought, well, this is not fair. I need to actually sit down and and watch this complete and and connect it. Maybe it'll it'll work with me. Uh, I would say within five minutes, I was getting the itch to get my phone out and play some Sudoku. Uh, after a few rounds of Sudoku, I. Threw my phone, kind of across the couch, settled in. I was like, hey, Paxton's doing some pretty good work here. Uh, 15 minutes later, I was stretched out, kind of laying on my stomach, playing more Sudoku, not really paying attention. Now, you might argue, hey, you didn't really watch the movie. You didn't take it in. I took this fucking thing in. I This is no better, no worse to me than nothing but trouble. So this bad boy is a 2.0 for me.
0: All right. I think there are a few things to enjoy in this movie along the way. Like I do like when they get to the trailer park and he's just kind of, you know, bumming around, but probably living his best life at those moments. Um, Like if the movie had just been a, you know a small character thing I think it would be better if it was just that for an hour and a half um but I don't know the way that it is now um I do think it's very kind of influenced by what Tim Burton was doing but I also think the movie in general just kind of wants to have its cake and eat it too it's like we want to show you early on that the vagrant is a real person But then we're going to try to double back and convince you that that's not what it is. But then it is what it is. And it's just kind of like, just make up your damn mind already and tell a cohesive story. I mean, it's really not that difficult. Um, And I don't know. I don't think the movie really has a clear point that it's trying to make either. Like, the first 20 minutes of this, I thought like, oh, it's some kind of yuppie thing. And then I thought like, oh, maybe it's a movie about... um, how shitty owning a house can actually be. And then it turned into like, Oh no, it's just a, a like homeless people will ruin your life. Uh, like I, I could never quite pinpoint where the message of this movie was. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's a bunch of stuff that doesn't ever work. It just kind of meanders and it, it doesn't do anything. So, um, I think this is, Slightly better than Nothing But Trouble. Um, But there's a lot of Nothing But Trouble in this movie. I I guess I'm going to land at a 2. I mean, I was on the fence between 1.5 and 2. But there's just enough in this that I kind of like to move it up. But it's not a good movie. And it's not an enjoyable watch.
1: Thank you, guys. This is a rare Bill Paxton, leading man movie. They don't get very many of them. That's why I chose this. I wanted him to be the main guy. A lot of his of better stuff, of course, is out there where he's just kind of a side character and and he does a great fucking job. I think this rating has jumped up with the death of mr paxton i think this is a movie that you know you go back and do filmography from any good actor who passes away so um and that's what i focused on for this because this performance from bill paxton is fucking amazing in this movie the mental journey that he takes is not one where he lashes out and goes fucking psycho and crazy, but it's just so like a muted mental like exhaustion of uh, Bones was described whenever they did the shootout and he's laying like in the island and just the way that he looks just so fucking like drained uh when he's in the house with the shotgun he's just he's in a daze uh i don't know if they used makeup on his face for some of the stuff to where he looked more pale i'm sure they did but i i watched it the first time and i'm like well i wanted to see more of the vagrant like we needed more of that cuz it's an interesting character he looks fucking freaked out, freaky and shit but i think they added just enough to not take anything away from uh, Graham's performance, Bill Paxton's performance there. The story has holes all over it. Um, The jokes fail. Not sure why they try to even add comedy in there. I mean, a little bit would have worked, but the urination bit works and some of it along the way. But um, I don't know, man. It's just a really good performance by Bill here, I think. Um, I'm going with the three guys. Like I said, the first time I watched it, this was a 1.5. And the second time I put it on, I was like, all right, this isn't about, I mean, we got a loosey goosey plot here, but goddamn, Pax is tearing it up, dude. He should have got more leading roles.
2: I, I do not disagree with you that he's really good in the movie. Sadly, I think the movie, just how bad the movie is, somehow overshadows him. It it, it does him a disservice, but I just went on about falling asleep and doing Sudoku because it felt like I reviewed it enough through the movie. But I to to agree with you, Dan, I do think Paxton puts the work in.
0: Yeah, he's clearly the best part of this bad bat movie <laughs> yeah
1: like i said i wanted him to be the sole actor there so that's what kind of really limited me with uh with the picks there
0: all right guys uh the vagrant would have an average score from the three of us of 2.33 this would land at number 58 out of 80, <clears throat> 80 movies on our big list, this would be right below Trancers at fifty seven, right above Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze at fifty nine. That is atrocious.
2: Cron, <laughs> uh, we three way tie there one point five all around. I'll rate my letterbox scores.
0: Alright, that would bring ending scores up to, I'm in the lead with a 3, Dan right behind me with a 2.5, Bones at a 2. Anybody's game?
1: Yeah, I had you got a 1.5, I'm fucking sure of that.
0: I, I was almost there, so... <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, bump this thing down in a rewind, Dan, to make up for.
1: Probably. Ah, folks, from 1992, The Vagrant. Go check it out. It's streaming right now on Tubi. Uh, And do yourself a favor. Get some Bill Paxton in your life. Uh, That's really it for us. I mean, I guess do the crossover. Go check that shit out. Be vote cool. i guess maybe voting's over i don't know right voting's
0: over by the open time this comes out i would think so
1: yeah let hope you got your vote check Dave. let me get your...
2: yes voting is done thanks for your votes so which means in 2 weeks you'll be hearing about How was Tron's rate? complaints yeah
0: mm-hmm. look forward to that unless i win Push me over
1: the threshold, listener. That's true. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the crossover there. It's out there. Check out those other podcasts. Follow them and give them some fucking love. And uh, that's it for us. Um, join us for some after showers. Karan Howard is going to re- release our third pick here for uh, the Paxton Pullman Paradox crash and burn
0: crash and burn crash and burn body to the five day rentals after shower segment uh we are rounding out the Paxton Pullman paradox which bones gave us as a category uh bones you did you know you gave us a a crossover if you will a Paxton and a Pullman tis the season with brain damage Dan you' of course did Oh, Brain Dead. I'm sorry. That's right. But hey, uh, watch Brain Damage. This is a good movie. <laughs> Dan, you, of course, just took us through the slog that is The Vagrant. Hey.
1: It's your opinion, man.
0: Uh, a Paxton starring vehicle. So, guys, I thought what better way to round this thing out than by watching a dedicated Pullman. So that was kind of my criteria going into this thing. Um, Guy was kind of, you know, from the research I've done, dude was just on fire in the 90s. I mean, his output, nearly prolific. Um, And I came across a few titles. Like, I kind of initially got my list down to four. And I was like, what do all these things kind of have in common? And Guys, I gotta say, looking at our list, uh, we're almost 80 movies in. I don't really know if we've had something that falls specifically in this category, but if we call ourselves the movie store podcast, uh, these things were all over the place in movie stores. I'm kind of talking about a little neo-noir, a little thriller, a little adult content, (laughs) Uh, I think this is verging on erotic thriller territory. Uh, I watched about 30 minutes of this. Ooh. Guys, we're going to the year 1994, directed by John Dahl. This is The Last Seduction. <laughs> <laughs> this bad boy is available on Tubi. Like I said started it. I was like, this thing's going to (laughs) work. Then I turned it off. (laughs) I don't want to ruin all the surprises for myself. Hell yeah. What year?
2: 94? Yep.
0: 94. I do think Pullman is it's kind of If you only watch the first 30 minutes, he's not in there a ton, but he's listed as the lead, you know, actor. So I'm guessing that last hour is really going to cook.
2: Oh, damn. This has a, I can never pronounce her last name. Linda Fiorentino, Mm -hmm. the one from uh, Men in Black and Dogma. And oh shit. Yeah. She's a chicken jade. Hell yeah!
0: So yeah, there you go. Uh, venturing into the rocky waters of '90s erotic thrillers. <laughs> Thank you, Karan. Mm-hmm. Peter Bones Berg. At... I know you yeah, hinted Peter that Burke. at. a, uh, you kind of had a. Haxton and a Pullman in mind I don't think Dan or I probably hit the target so
2: no that's good the for Pullman I thought the one might be um, let me see I think you guys one of you had this one logged oh no maybe not I thought there might be a chance for Last Highway.
1: I thought as about we, it.
2: But. As we haven't done a, a lynch yet.
1: Lost Highway?
2: Yeah. What did I say?
1: Last. I'm sorry. Thank you. It's uh, not regularly available. So oh, okay. That was I kind of looked into that one.
2: I was kind of hoping for Newsies.
1: <laughs> you know that wasn't coming from me.
2: No, I think the that like dead on obvious pick would have been like uh Lake Placid for I've... Pullman
1: My and... Pullman was going to be zero effect but I was like eh, this is probably too good
2: It's pretty fucking good I've never seen it It's it's so. really good I watched it um early early days of Netflix streaming you know when there would be like four movies available at a time. Yeah.
1: But That would be my mm-hmm. number one. And Yeah, I don't think it's really available. You gotta rent it. Well, hell yeah, Cron. Fuck yeah. Are you gonna be able to take plot or are you gonna be too horny? A
0: little of column A, a little of column B. <laughs> Might need you guys to help me through
1: some of the... Steamy parts. <laughs> Steamier scenes. <laughs> we don't wanna do that. We don't need to see that live on the air.
2: You yeah, uh, might need to go into this with a clear head, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll take my uh, <laughs> I'll take my three o'clock break a little late in the day. Yeah, so you I might can... need to... I was gonna say we're, we're gonna start thirty minutes later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hop in the Zoom and not make eye contact. <laughs> we know what we just did.
1: Hey, Dan, why is the bed messed up over there? <laughs> All right, guys, there
0: you go. Uh, enjoy watching The Last Seduction. All right. I guess until then, Cyber Christ lives.
1: Can't be a stud if you don't eat your grub.
2: Go fucking iceberg.
1: You better come to (laughs) Blacksheller.